0: This is Delaney Ray and Joe Graves with Central City Church, and we are recording this for midweek. Alright, this is midweek. I'm here with Joe, and this is Delaney, and we are recording this so that you all can have something to listen to when it comes to Wednesdays. At midweek, we're going to be doing... um, every Wednesday at 6.30 here at St. Luke's Basement. You can come down and talk to us about A New Kind of Christianity by Brian McLaren. And Joe?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so it's good to be with all of you. And um, this is something we're trying out. We'd love to hear your feedback on it. Uh, we're, we're Right now, midweeks, we're going to be working through this book. It's an old classic. I had never read it before. I'm listening to it for the first time. I listened to the chapters we're going to discuss right now uh, this morning. So they real hot off the press, everybody. But Delaney picked this book, read it a while ago. Tell us a little bit about why you chose this book to start with, what it means to you, that sort of thing.
0: So I read this book when I was maybe toward the end of realizing that i was deconstructing because for me i started deconstructing a super long time ago when i was very first in christian college but i didn't know it didn't have a language didn't have a name for it and so right now um as i look back at reading this book I can see that it was a huge thing that really, really helped me in learning about how to read the Bible for what it actually is and what it's not, and a proper interpretation and how we can use it um, you know, for application in our lives. And I read it, I would say, about a year and a half ago. So it has been a good refresher for me to go back and look at it again and be able to discuss some things. Um, the first, the first thing that we're going to talk about today, um, is the narrative question. So the book is broken down into 10 questions that we're going to be going over throughout these weeks. And the first question that Brian asks is the narrative question of the Bible and the overarching theme of the Bible. And depending on who you ask, it's always something different of what someone would say was the overarching theme. Um, what he talks about a lot is the Jewish versus the Greco-Roman um, narrative. And so, Joe, if you'd like to explain that a little bit further, you're better explaining.
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm better explaining. I actually think this is the hardest part about what he says is he talks about the Greco-Roman influence on Scripture, so w- w- the thing you have to understand is that we're we bring to Scripture certain assumptions, and we've been taught to read it a certain way. Now, if you're experiencing the Bible for the first time, then you don't have this baggage. God bless you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. But if you were raised in the American church specifically, you're bringing to the table certain perspectives, certain biases. And one of the things he argues, and, and I would say that there are a lot more biases and perspectives than what Brian McLaren discusses in this chapter, right? And I you, sure. I don't know the guy, but I imagine he'd probably say something similar. But one of the big ones that is really important is that our culture, um, the American culture, uh, one of its big influences was the Roman Empire and before that the Greek Empire, its view on the world. So this gets into really basic philosophy. So I don't want to lose you. I don't want to confuse you or make this too difficult. But there were some philosophers, Plato, Aristotle, these types of people, and I'm not an expert on any of this, that really helped shape how the, what we might say the Western mind thinks. And if you get into some of this stuff like worldview conversations, the way in which the the assumptions we make about reality as Westerners compared to other like Easterners or Middle East um, is very different. And so he spent a lot of time in one chapter talking about the Western influence and in how we understand scripture and the biblical narrative and how um, going back to Genesis, there was this paradise and then people, uh, you know, Went against God and God had to punish them and then God had to find a way to forgive them And this very typical version of the narrative. But at the root of it is um, this idea that the Greco-Roman influence teaches us that the material world is not as valuable as the spiritual world. And so you can begin to see this in a lot of different ways, creep into the American church. It's one of the reasons why there might be a devaluing of environmental care or a disconnection from things like what we call the sacraments, taking communion or baptism, mm-hmm. because we devalue the material world and we're kind of working towards this ideal heavenly world and we want to get right with God in order to get there. Um I think the best illustration is, is something that Brian talks about where he says you've, you've, um, he, had, he was doing a speaking engagement and he, bring, he brought up seven people. And he had those seven people represent different people in the early church all the way up to the present day. So starting with Apostle Paul and then various other church historians, church leaders, all the way up to Billy Graham, who was a, you know, a recent Christian leader, or, or Pope Benedict, one of the recent popes. And he says, you know, when we read Scripture, we're reading it through all of their interpretations. So one of the benefits of being around for so long is that we've received Christianity from the interpretation of other people. And there's good in that, I would say, but there's also a lot of biases that we've inherited um, from their times and places. He says what he was encouraging people to do, which I'm also a big fan of, he said if you he brought up seven more people and he had them represent... Adam and Abraham and all of these Old Testament people. He said if you begin to look at Christianity from the perspective of Judaism in the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament or what they call the Hebrew Bible, um, your approach to Scripture becomes very differently. And so ultimately, if you didn't follow any of that, I think one of the big lessons he brought to the table was to understand Christianity, you've got to understand are you know christians christianity's jewish heritage mm-hmm. and what the old testament now this struck a chord with me because i don't know if you know this about me but i love the old testament mm-hmm. i preach on the old testament more than the new testament and without getting into the specifics i struggle with some of the new testament specifically paul's writings yeah. because they're so deeply influenced by the greco Roman world so that's my Definitely. sad attempt at, 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 at summarizing it but i'm sure you want to you have things you could add delaney
0: yeah i you know when i was reading about this i i unfortunately did not have a whole lot of education and understanding of jewish culture um and I had like an Old Testament survey class in college where um, our our professor taught us how to speak in Hebrew and the Shema and all those different things. But I was never really took it to heart and understood um, what exactly this means um, in accordance with how we interpret scripture and what we're understanding Christianity to be. And it's really important that we understand our roots, and that we understand what the Old Testament is because a lot of modern-day churches today have this Greco-Roman, you know, it's all about the New Testament and Jesus and what Jesus did for us, and the overarching theme totally just falls by the wayside because all we care about is the second half of the Bible. And I... We'll be honest and say that was me as well until I did a lot more research on this. And even all through my, you know, all through my master's work, I didn't even (laughs) do a lot of research on this. But um, I, as much as I don't really like the Old Testament, I also don't really like Paul very much either. So it's a crazy kind of two things at once. Here's the thing
1: about Paul. And I just I want to I like I I've never been a fan of Paul mm-hmm. which in my backwards mind means I like to defend him all right because I, that's just part of my critical thinking that I do. And so I like to defend Paul and here's the thing I think about Paul. We've treated Paul like a theologian. Right. Teaching eternal truths, which is a very western way of thinking by the way. You know, there's like an absolute anything. And Paul is teaching us what is reality. Whereas in reality I think Paul was an apologist, so he was defending the faith in a, in a, in a, and a, and and even more so an evangelist. Paul presents a very western greco-Roman we're going to use these terms loosely vision of Christianity because those are the people he was trying to reach right. and I think that's the point of Paul's writings mm-hmm. that he was speaking to his intended audience and that we could learn more from his willingness to do that, and his how far he was willing to go to explain it in a way that people of his time in the, because he's speaking in Athens, Greece, he's mm. trying to get to Rome. I mean, these were his audience, and he had a heart for people who weren't Jewish. Right. So he was speaking to a non-Jewish audience, and I think if we understood that, that actually would help us more in our faith than taking it as something that's supposed to apply, you know, two thousand years later. I mean, some of the, I'm not saying that everything Paul says isn't directly applicable today i'm just saying that he was trying to contextualize the thing so let me give you an example of what i think brian McLaren is trying to say while also critiquing his work so it's a, it's a twofer um you know i would go one step further he says you know this is the he kind of lays out here's the the narrative you've inherited from scripture which we can talk about in our group if you want like what 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 sh- what would you say is the overarching story of scripture and he replaces it with his own overarching story of scripture which i don't necessarily disagree with but i even think that is a very western thing to do that he's still operating from the assumption that scripture has an overarching narrative mm. when in reality i would say if you really kind of get into judaism and and i'm not an expert on this so don't please don't Don't hit me up in the comments. I'm just (laughs) doing the best that I can here. But one thing that I feel like I've learned at some point or understood, and and correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, that part of the ancient philosophy and especially various ancient forms of Judaism was that it was less about absolutes and more about conversation. And I've really grown to see scripture as less about this precise story where all the pieces work together. And more so about a collection of stories and a collection of thoughts and a collection of and it's in the conversation and it's I would even and I think this is part of Judaism at various points in its history a part it's in the debate that and that makes us uncomfortable because that as Westerners we kind of ascribe to like it has to be it has to be logical we're on the post enlightenment period but you know it didn't need to be all fit together perfectly it was meant to be a conversation and that's why you see i actually see the old testament debating itself Mm -hmm. and it's in that debate that we find truth not trying to reconcile those debates but allowing to to see the different perspectives because it's in between those perspectives and in that tension that you really find something interesting
0: and the crazy thing that is going on in my head right now is the fact that growing up in church and even when I was you know learning about this in college is that it was backwards in my mind was that the Greco-Roman world and Paul's world was what you know what was the correct way or you know air quote correct way and the Jewish way was all rules and laws and we don't want to lean more as much into that but the more that you read and research you know, the Jewishness of Jesus was I have written down here the hippie and love approach to the gospel. It was the way that he, you know, with the parables and the way that he loved and explained things and wanted to discuss, that mm. was the Jewish part that we need to really get back to and understand. Whereas the Greco Roman side of it was polity, like we were talking about the other day, an approach to the gospel with dealing with the disagreeing and agreeing with the rules and all of that different stuff. But at the same time, because Paul had this Jewish upbringing, it was kind of a meshing both of those things into one. And that's where I really think that that's where people get super confused mm. because he had this the Jewish background, but at the same time, he's trying to make it he's trying to make the rules into this love approach at the same time and i think that goes into the dualism conversation because is it rules or is it love is it parables and understanding each other or is it right and wrong black and white and that is one of my favorite conversations is dualism i've talked about that several times in my sermon i talked about that a lot um And it's something I'm wrestling with, even reading about the Jewishness of Jesus. Um, This is the research that I've been doing um, on on that is that (laughs) do Jewish people look at God in a dualistic way or do they see it in the non-duality way of everything belongs and we have to love each other no matter what? Cause i think jewish people were everything was based upon right and wrong in regards to their body but maybe not necessarily their philosophy what do you think of that joe
1: well i don't want to speak for uh, something of which i'm not a part of so i and I, you know, I think that becomes mm-hmm. uh, that becomes a challenge but that is where it's hard you know uh, when you say dualism you're talking about, is it is it this or is it that and i think that kind of thinking, what I hear you saying, is a very Western way of categorizing the world. Mm. And instead of it this or that, is it this and that? Is is kind of like what, what I hear you say when he says, does everything belong? And that, I think that's just, that's what I'm trying to say when I think it's more of a conversation. That isn't to say there aren't things that are wrong mm-hmm. and that there shouldn't be rules. Uh, you know, people might be against rules until something bad happens to them. And then they're like, you you broke the rule that hurt me. Exactly. I mean, their order is not a bad thing. But the way in which we understand, um, you know, getting back to the, the question, like what is the the overarching narrative of Scripture, um, I, I think it's a, it's a challenging thing. So one of the things that we want to discuss in the group is— what I really want to hear is what are you bringing to Scripture? What are your assumptions and biases? But the bigger question is, is how would you explain the overarching narrative of Scripture? How do you understand Scripture? And then I think there's room for conversation around, are there, are there better tools? Are there different tools that we haven't considered to understand Scripture and to have a conversation and to have a healthier understanding of the Old and the New Testament in a way that can bring life to us? So, I mean that's that's kind of where I'm interested in the conversation going. Is yeah, me too. The, what, what are people bringing to yeah, scripture?
0: Yeah, and the and the last question I think that we want you to remember. But when you're when you come into the group, if you decide to come, um, how can we change the way that we're interpreting the Bible to make it easier for us to understand on an application level, and just me and you sitting around talking about scripture. What are we bringing to the table? What are we leaving in order to understand the Bible in its full picture?
1: You know, I, 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 and we'll we'll end this soon. But one of the things that I got hammered into me in seminary, and I'll I'll try to hammer it into you all, is uh, let the text speak for itself. Mm -hmm. Because you know what I hear you saying, Delaney, is there's 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 these things that we bring into it. That we're not actually reading scripture anymore right because we're afraid of what it might actually say or we don't like what it's going to say or we, we assume we already know what it says and and so much of actually studying scripture which is a lifelong endeavor and should be taken seriously in my opinion um and requires a fair amount of effort but to do that well we have to allow it to speak for itself and to Figure out the things, the barriers that are keeping us from actually hearing what Scripture has to say. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good it's a good conversation. So, um, any other thoughts before we bring it to a close?
0: I don't think so. that does it.
1: So, in our group, we'll talk. Uh, we'll answer any questions you have about the book. If you're not reading the book, um, hopefully, this podcast helped a little bit in regards to setting the tone for what we're going to talk about. If you're like, this sounds way more complicated than I'm able to engage in, we're we're going to work really hard to make it not complicated. I mean, the the, the chapters that we're covering, uh, there's three chapters about the biblical narrative in part one uh, that we're covering do deal with some loftier ideas. And we may or may not have done a good job unpacking those. But we just want to have a conversation. So don't feel intimidated. You don't have to have it all figured out. The idea that you have to have it all figured out is part of the problem we want to you know unpack yeah so uh we hope that you'll consider joining us uh, for midweek if not now or in the future or if you have any other additional thoughts let us know
0: sounds good and we'll have a link to the book in the podcast notes
1: all right we'll see y'all next time